Hello everyone, I'm Ismail Pai Civico and I wish you a very warm welcome to a new episode of the Civic Podcast. So in this episode, I'm making the case on why we shouldn't make politics boring again, on why we shouldn't let politics dictate every single other aspect of our personal lives, uh, our social lives, our professional lives, because every single conversation nowadays, it's of politics. We speak about politics and solely for the purpose of politics. So I really want to make people think about the issue at hand and say, no, today I won't speak about politics. Welcome again. So as you can see from the title, uh, let's make politics boring again, stealing a bit Donald Trump's uh, slogan for this uh, specific issue. It's actually the topic or the way I see politics should be today, how it was basically 15, 20 years ago, where politics is not monopolizing every single aspect of society. Uh, every single conversation we have with friends and family in public and private spaces, uh, in the workspace even, or just everything that englobes your life, basically. And I think that's the main issue, um, mainly caused by identity politics of all sorts of right and left. And I think one of the main reasons also or main causes is because politics is indeed the main axiom, let's say, not the main axiom, that's the wrong word, sorry. Um, the overarching structure that actually does, let's say, uh, affect society the most, right? It, it generally is politics, the, the the political discourse is what decides everything, right? Uh, these democratic structures that we've we've had in place for 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 a few decades uh, that actually do decide in which direction a society goes, whether it's economically or socially, right? So there is a case to be made of why politics should be so important, which it is indeed. Don't get me wrong; I do think politics is a very very important part of life, but there are so many other axioms and branches that that need. That can't be disregarded also in someone's life when it comes to religion, when it comes to sports, when it comes to family life, when it comes to social life, uh, when it comes to your professional life even, uh, that has nothing to do with politics in itself. And we are forgetting these other crucial parts of life, let's say, just by the sake of making them political. I mean, now sports has become political, what we've seen now with the European Super League, and uh, which I won't be diving into right now because... I haven't really made my research on the, on, on, on the exact issue, but apparently it's just it, the idea has died, basically, uh, for various reasons. But it got very, very political. Uh, political in the way that said that, again, uh, something, I, I saw a, uh, a meme, not a meme, but more like a, a political campaign kind of thing, uh, football uh, created by the poor, uh, taken over by the rich, or something like that. So again, having this opposition between the rich people, these big clubs that want to create their own club, basically by saying, from what I saw Florentino Pérez uh, saying, that he said that young people are no longer interested in, in football for whatever reason. They're saying that the matches are being too long, which I think is complete nonsense. Uh, football matches, I, 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 hard to see them, to be honestly, uh, less than 90 minutes. Uh, but that aside, um, they have a point, 
to make, let's say, if their industry isn't doing as well, they need to find alternatives. That's the whole point of innovation, uh, to keep that industry alive. Then again, I don't like their, their approach to saying, oh, poor us, we have no money whatsoever, where they're probably the richest sporting industry uh, in the world, right, which is football, the number one sport in the world, and of course, in, in Europe, not so much in the US uh, for that. But so sporting has become political. Nothing that's become political. Religion, right? Religion, the way I want to see religion is that each person keeps it for themselves and in their households. And that's what religion should be. Um, religious ideas, concepts. That's why we decided at the beginning that the state and religion uh, or the cleric, the clergy, clergy, sorry, should be divided, right? Um, that idea of a secular state. That's the main reason why we decided to move these apart and to not have so much interaction between them. That's not to say that your religious beliefs will not in the end, directly or indirectly, influence your, your political views, because they will. Everything in your life will influence your political views. Your education, um, the sort of family you grew up in, your socioeconomic situation, uh, your general psychological traits, which generally are biological to some extent. Um, all sorts of reasons, uh, your career path, right? So all of this will influence indeed your political leanings in some way or another. But again, we have come to a point where everything and anything about religion needs to be made political too. When at the end of the day, religion doesn't really have that much power over individuals in society, right? They only have the power towards the believers, let's say, if you will, if you're a strong believer, you will actually take the Pope's word as God's word, and then you will try and follow that as much as you can. N not the Protestants, of course, or the uh, or the English Church per se, but the Catholics generally do do that. I mean, that's why we have the Pope as a central pillar. So that's one of the reasons. But that has also become political. Every time now you sit at the table with your family, with your friends, some political issue is going to come up. Why? Because everything is becoming so polarized in one way or another, and. Things that before we just didn't really care about, you need to care about in a way. So that's why I'm also making the case why politics needs to be a part of our lives in some way or another, but we give it too much importance. I think now we need to give it importance indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm not making the case that now politics should be boring for young people. I think now indeed, not just young people, but for every single age demographic that there is, you need to be interested because in, you need to know what's going on and in the critical situation that we are in right? Uh, the rise of populism, of all sorts of populism from right to the left. And and, and that is an issue, um, not just for democracy. I'm not going to have this hyperbolic uh, narrative saying that we're going to fall down again into totalitarian regimes and we're going to completely fall into communism or completely fall into fascism. Um, that's not the general narrative that I'm going to bring forward. But we are killing the philosophical mindset, let's say, of the human being or or the reason to live. Again, this nihilistic approach to life that has that, that, that we can see today quite a bit. People don't no longer have meaning. Um, they're not taking any responsibility, especially young people. And that's one of the main issues that is getting it's being affected mainly because of politics, because of identity politics, um, because of the demonization of of different, let's say, abstract structures that that we have over our heads uh, i'm not going to get into names but tyrannical patriarchal society and so on and so forth i've spoken about those quite a lot
So we keep, if we make everything political in the end, we, we, we just completely forget all the other parts of life that are actually more important, like your family, your career, generally that. Your career should not be political, unless you're in politics, of course. But if you're in science, why should politics, why should you even be preoccupied about politics in your workspace? You're purely doing scientific research. So why do we need to start speaking about politics? I saw now in California, they are making a case, uh, some school that actually did a whole report, saying that maths was racist, right? <laughs> that there's no right or wrong answer, that if you have the right answer, um, sorry, if, if you have the wrong answer, it's because of a an institutional racism that, that, that has been brought upon you, let's say, or that saying that you have the right answer is a white supremacist um, idea to say that you have the right answer. I thought that was the whole point of maths. Then again, I'm not a mathematician, but uh, I have studied a bit of maths, like everyone has. If they go to school, you're going to study maths, and two plus two equals four. And there's generally no, not much of a debate going around that. But everything now seems that it needs to get political. We need to sit down at the table with your family. It needs to get political. Especially if you come from a British family and then <laughs> throughout the Brexit years, it was basically Brexit, 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 and more Brexit. And then if you come from a Spanish family, I come from both. So I'm not, not lucky <laughs> whatsoever. I'm very lucky, but not in the political aspect indeed, because both political worlds are completely horrible in their own way. Uh, and in Spain also, I mean, politics is just, uh, I mean, yeah, that's just laughable all the time. But in any case, my main issue now is that people, their whole life depends on politics now, uh, or, or that's the impression that I am getting, that people that don't necessarily, uh, or politics is not their, vo their vocation, let's say, it's not something that really inspires them to do anything or something that interests them. They're obliged now to take a side. They're obliged now to speak their mind or to completely shut up even if they want to speak their mind. That's the issue here. That people that really don't want to, they they put in positions that they have to at some point um, to show that they're not from that team or they're not from that team. And then other people that really want to speak their mind can't do so because of pure fear. And I'm not saying about generally conservatives that can't speak because then the radical left will completely shut you down. I'm not saying about, for example, uh, more leftist-leaning young people that can't really show their political ideologies in their households because maybe their household would be a more conservative family in a way, which, which, which that also happens indeed. So we need to take both sides of the story and, and we need to understand both sides is that but the politics before, I, I, as at least how I understood it from, from my parents, it was a very taboo thing. You didn't, you didn't usually say who you voted for. It wasn't, <coughs> it wasn't a topic. It, it wasn't like, who did you vote for? Or who are you voting for? Who do you think is the best political party, right? It was each person votes to whatever they want to vote and then they don't speak about it. So then they don't get into any issues. And now people are very reluctant to actually get into politics because they don't want to get labeled one way or another. So, so, so they don't want to speak. And just because you don't speak about politics doesn't mean it's not controlling you because it's not con it's controlling you in the way that, that you're not free to say what you want to say in the political realm. Um, you're not free to, to think what you want to think in the political realm. So that's why it is controlling every single aspect of life. And that's my main issue there. I want to get back to the time where politics was boring, where, where you're at the table and then 
your uncles, your parents, or whoever starts to speak about politics, and the only thing you want to do is finish your dinner and go and play with your with your cousins, right? I mean, I was a lot younger at that point, and now I was just finish my dinner and go have a whiskey at the side while the, the people speak about politics. And I'm not the best person to speak to say this, of course, because I'm the, probably the most political person that I know. That's me. I'm literally the person that will always speak about politics, because me personally, I think it's a very it's like the path that I've found or the path that I like to take, let's say, something that I find very interesting for myself, um, something that I like to speak about generally, because I like the discussions. Um, I don't like the confrontation per se. Um, uh, funnily enough, I, I don't like being confronted uh, to hostile environments, uh, which can, which you can encounter indeed a lot in politics or when you speak about politics. Uh, I was actually very reluctant to actually speak it, start speaking about politics, especially on, on my social media, um, maybe Facebook or Instagram, where there are a lot more people that I've known for a lot longer to get into political things because I don't want to get labelled in spaces where you can't really have discussions with people. People that know me generally, um, they know that whatever ideology they come from, we can have an honest and good conversations on the issue at hand, right? So that's also an issue. People don't want to get... Um, they're afraid to get labelled and to get judged directly for what they might think, uh, whether it's lower taxes or the the power that a government should possess, which I think that's a completely legitimate uh, conversation to have when it comes now to COVID. How much power are you willing to give to the government, right? Which, in, again, it's a completely legitimate conversation. And we're making it so social now. Politics is, is the main the main part of social life. Um, that I would like to get back to the time where politics was just to debate about how much money to put where, uh, what's the budget, this annual budget for education, what's the, the annual budget for health, how much are we going to invest in the military, um, and all of these different conversations or budget topics, let's say, that you do need the tension between the right and the left in Parliament. For people that really do think that's their vocation, people that have been maybe in other sectors, which I actually, actually prefer the idea that people touch to the sectors before getting into the public one, into politics in itself, um, which has been a bit my case, but not really, uh, in a way. I've done a bit of everything in the in the short lifespan that I've had. But, so I do like that idea that politics is like an end game, right? It's where you, you, you try and live and understand different aspects of society, and then you start constructing your own political idea, and then you get into politics. And that's where the decision-making comes on behalf of, uh, of, of your citizens, of the people that decided to vote for you, because you better represent their ideas, right? And it doesn't have to be more than that. It doesn't have to be a whole debate on who, who is the most righteous person in the room, or who has the best moral compass. Um, morality and righteousness is things that you need to look for within yourself. It's not, it's, it isn't to be judged by the political party or the political leaning that you may have. It can be, it can be, again, it can be. Uh, I'm not going to say you have a good moral compass if you're a fascist, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say you have a good moral compass. Um, not so much moral because communism is another story. I've spoken about that quite a bit, that generally the ones that are communists do think they have a very good moral compass, but the philosophical compass, if you will, or the philosophical knowledge is completely um, fraudulent. 
and uh, very wrong in, in lots of ways. And I've spoken about communism enough. Um, and again, you can do your research about communism, but I'm not going to make this episode about that specifically, right? So there are the flaws uh, a bit of everywhere. But I don't want to be your political ideas to be the first thing that will define a person. When we come in the space of of common sense, right? In that space of common sense between the left and the right and everything in between. When we get to the extremes, that, that can be another debate. Uh, but then again, these extremes are generally quite a minority. And I usually say the fascist right is quite of a minority. And these people, we try to exclude them out of society as much as possible. I mean, the people that I know don't generally want fascist friends, literal fascist friends. Um, but then again, uh, the, the issue with communism is that it's a, it's a better thought of ideology, let's say, even though it has a lot of flaws. Uh, it's disregarding a lot of different factors, um, especially of the situation of human psyche or general human philosophy. They're disregarding a lot of, or actually making the fact that economy is the only thing that matters in a person's life. Um, and your wealth is what actually represents your moral worth, right? Saying that the, the whole of the capitalists were, were greedy and evil and the whole of the proletariat were nice people. And that by the amount of money they had in the bank account, you could define their moral worth. And today it's happening a bit the same thing with identity politics. Uh, your moral worth is defined by your identity. Is that we're trying to fight on who's, who's the more victim to see who has the most moral worth, right? Um, or at least that's how I, that's my perception of it. Uh, if people have other perceptions, I'm more than happy to hear them. But that's how I see it today. That your identity, your family life, your social life, the kind of friends you have, the kind of ideas you have, everything needs to be made political. And most people don't want to speak about politics. I mean, I have a friend uh, in Catalonia, and when I was speaking with him, um, he said, man, I just, I'm so tired about this. I, I don't want to keep speaking about politics. Everything has, be has become political. If you know a bit of the situation in, in Catalonia um, with the independence, the Catalan independence uh, and, the, uh, and the coup d'etat that was done uh, a few years ago, three years ago, I think it was now. Uh, anyway, so, so there is still a tension in Catalonia and you have, well, we, you can even take Scotland for, for an example. I don't think it's as bad in Scotland per se that it is in Catalonia, but you do have these, these conversations that, still dominate public discourse these political conversations that still dominate public discourse when in the end my friend just wants to go to the bar have a drink and speak about sports or speak about what they studied at university or speak about what kind of jobs they would like to have or speak about the issues they're having with their girlfriend or with their boyfriend or speak about how many kids they want to have everything that is not directly directly related to politics again everything one way or another is going to be related to politics right everything actually in society is there is a crossing point at some point, but you just can't let one of them, which is politics, completely dominate every single other aspect of your life. There are so many other aspects to look for. Uh, re religion is a very beautiful one. It's a, more like a voyage or a journey within yourself to look for true meaning, right? When it comes to religion or, or when it comes to faith, just in a more broad in a broad aspect of things. When it comes to education, the same. You want to you want to educate yourself as much as you can for for your own, let's say, um, mental well-being because you like to learn, right? Or you like watching films, you like watching TV series. 
uh, again, even now TV series and films have become politicized. We're trying to see how can we make films more inclusive. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings and there's this uh, scene at, in the third film, uh, The Return of the King, when Aragorn and all the men basically uh, from the West are going to attack Mordor at the end to let time, so Frodo has enough time to go to Mount Doom and destroy the ring. And then he makes this big speech, uh, um, when the uh, I see in your eyes the fear that will that will take the best of me, but today is not that day, right? You get the uh, you get the speech if you've seen Lord of the Rings. I think you should have you should watch Lord of the Rings if you haven't yet. One of the best trilogies in the world um, ever made. That's non disputable. But in any case, so that speech there, it got you listen to that today. It sounds very bad. That age is very bad, right? It's a kind of speech where say, men of the West, uh, today we fight, don't be don't be scared, etc. Uh, and I actually made a small joke about it on the Instagram, I just put this there. <laughs> this actually ages quite badly. And if, if, if you've seen Friends, again, a classic uh, sitcom, uh, which I personally love, it's the kind of TV series that I put in the background when I just want to chill or read our meeting or something that doesn't necessarily need me to pay much attention to it. Um, in comparison to other more bigger TV series, or you need to be you need to pay a lot more attention to the details. Friends is just there for comedy, right? And the amount of jokes that are there <laughs> against fat people, against trans people, against gay people, there are a lot of them. And I and I do remember a couple of years ago that they want to take Friends down. I think it even got took down for a few months even or maybe a year from netflix i can't remember correctly and now they put it back on because they see that the people actually did like friends and don't you dare take friends off netflix right and that also has become political um even even your own free time needs to become political and that is my main issue now that i really i just can't help watch friends and then say oof that that's not good today. You say that today, I mean, you're crushed, right? I mean, I guess they could have a bit some slack because it was in the 90s and early and, and early 2000s. So maybe that's the reason or maybe because Netflix just didn't want to lose a whole bunch of viewers, which has been happening. There was another scandal about um, a film made by a French producer. I didn't see the film, so I didn't actually comment much about it. But apparently it was hypersexualizing uh, young girls, right? which can be seen quite bad. If it's the case, again, I haven't seen it, so I'm not entirely sure what the situation was, but I did see a lot of people pulling pulling out of Netflix and not watching Netflix anymore. Um, so again, this was all, actually this episode is gonna be a bit short, I guess I'm not gonna speak more than five or 10 minutes, but this is really, I, I want people to realize that I, I personally don't think that making politics your main, um, your main problem, let's say, or the main thing that you need to address every single day in every single aspect of your life is the right approach. Again, I'm not speaking for myself here. I mean, for me, this is what I want to do. This is what I like doing. I, 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 I want to live from commenting because I like speaking a lot. Um, I like debating with people. I like uh, educating myself, learning from different people, uh, different things every single day. But a lot of people, I would even argue most of the people don't, this is not really what they want to do. And they're being pushed in a corner, they're being put in positions where they need to take a political standing point, uh, whether it's by shutting up or by saying something they don't believe in. 
uh, or by saying something they believe in, but they don't necessarily want to put out there. They don't want to get labelled. And this labelling in society, um, I've seen that happening a lot in Spain, actually in my hometown. Young people don't want to get affiliated to, again, it's a very small town of of, of uh, 5,000 people more or less, but people don't, young people don't want to get affiliated to political parties directly because they're afraid on who would be the next mayor of which political party. And then in the end to be... Um, categorized or labeled from that party and th and then just get divided into two complete different worlds those of the socialist party and those of the popular party so Pepe and Pessoa right and, and that happens in small towns everywhere I mean in the UK when it comes to Brexit when it comes to Brexiteers and and Remainers right it happened exactly the same thing and it's dividing people up I saw this uh this this tweet the other day of this girl that um she told her mother to what party she was going to vote for and apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, again, it's Twitter, but I can believe it can be true. Um, and her mother just went ballistic on her. She went berserk, um, saying, how can you do this to me? You're no longer my daughter. This is unacceptable. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say which political party, right? But just so you get the idea that just by the fact of voting um, or by thinking like one specific party, you have to have those kind of horrible conversations and that horrible opposition by people, not, uh, well, nothing less than your own mother, right? So just imagine how it would be with friends. I was actually kind of scared, and, th and this is true. I mean, it's not to, oh, poor, poor little Ismail, poor little victim. My point here is not to say that I was generally scared of putting out my views. I, I, I was a bit, because I know in the world in which I'm moving, I know when it comes to classic liberal values, right? Uh, the emphasis on the individual over the emphasis of the collective can be taken quite radically. Uh, on the perspective of some people um, so I didn't know what I was embarking myself in but for me me speaking about these issues brought me more peace of mind than not speaking about them and again I'm just speaking for myself I, I'm, I'm, I can't speak for everyone maybe it's your case too maybe you actually like to speak about these things and but then again you need to be careful on how you say and why you say there's a space and there's a time for absolutely everything that's why I decided to actually open this podcast it's like my own personal space where I can say whatever I want to say um, without feeling restricted by specific things or specific people uh, to say what I think and speak with the people that I want to speak with and hopefully maybe bring a better perception on my view of things to the public that listens to me and that's what I like and hopefully maybe in the future I can do this uh, for a living. Because then again, I I don't I don't earn anything out of this. Actually, I lose more money than I earn uh, <laughs> because of this. But again, this for me is just basically to just uh, ramble on about specific issues that we, that we are facing. And again, this episode wasn't very too theoretical or too philosophical or. It was a bit political. I mean, we spoke about politics and why I think it should become boring and why the political conversation should be should really be reduced to how much money we put where and uh, how much money should the military have or how much we should put in education. Uh, and the year that a crisis emerges, like we had with COVID now or any other maybe financial crisis that we may encounter in the future, that you have that tension from the right and the left that can actually find relevant policies in parliament. And I think that's was that is what is important and how politics should stay oh sorry how politics should become because nowadays is nothing like that and uh, i really don't think that making everything political is the best approach um people should really think twice 
there's this funny meme I saw again that said, uh, never talk about religion or politics on your first date. Uh, I, d I don't completely agree, but I understand the point, right? Is that you don't want to directly let the other person that then you don't really know because again, it's your first date to complete, to label you directly saying, oh, that person is from this party or from that party, or you think like this, you think like that. Um, and, I, and I thought it was quite funny because it is kind of true. Again, I know people in the workplace that don't want to speak their mind because they're, maybe they even want to have a political conversation with people just to learn things or have that debate, that, that healthy debate with people. And that's how you actually progress and, and gain knowledge. Uh, by debating, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of debating and discussions. That's the whole reason why I'm doing all of this. Uh, but people don't want to do that because they're afraid on on how they might be perceived. And again, this can be someone from the left uh, in a in a more right wing society uh, or household or workspace or whatever, or it can be someone from the right in a more left wing society, household or workspace uh, or whatever. Right? I think uh, both groups are affected or both sides are affected uh, in this same issue. And I, I really want to change this uh, this way of thinking. And I really do think that the main issue, well, the main cause of this is identity politics. That really is the main cause. In my humble opinion, it is that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, please just think twice before you start speaking about, not, not think twice, just uh, try and find other things in life. The other things I like to do, I like to walk my dog, I like to go running, I like to watch a lot of TV, uh, I like to write, right? I have other things apart from just speaking about politics, even though politics for me specifically, it really is what motivates me to do a lot of things. Uh, but then again, that's just me. And I think every person should find, again, their their way, their journey, um, the, the place where they want to go. And they need to make that decision and they shouldn't let politics dictate that. They shouldn't be dictated by or the political atmosphere that they're surrounded by but i think for today i'm going to leave it there so again please everyone let's just make politics boring again that's how politics should be that's how politics was politics was and that's how it should be uh in the near future or far future we'll see how long it takes but i am pretty optimistic so this was ismopai civico and thank you everyone for listening see you next time